Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores uh, my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. It says in verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I pray that each one of us will be encouraged tonight as we... As we look at that psalm, uh, as we meditate on different words uh, from the scriptures, as David will be sharing, I'm going to ask that uh, we take a moment, each one of us on our phones, uh, kindly write uh, something you remember about Dave. Use the chat uh, to be able to do that, just to write something that you remember about Dave. And I'll be reading several ones of those as uh, as, uh, as different ones post. Some of us who are joining and may not know what's going on, my name is David. And uh, we are trying to test, uh, originally we were meant to test out uh, a new program called Camp at Devils. Uh, but then uh, we got news this morning that Dave Nightingale had passed on. I know most of you have been praying for him. And so we decided to make this fruitful by taking some minutes together to be able to um, just remember, praise God and be encouraged uh, in knowing that God is good all the time and that God knows what he is doing. And uh, I pray that you'll be encouraged this morning, I mean this evening, as uh, as we get into God's Word uh, together. Thank you so much for being here. I can see several of you. I'm really glad that uh, you honored uh, this moment. And so please go ahead and uh, post something that you remember about Dave, uh, maybe a memory uh, or something you'd like us to uh, to know in a way that he ministered to you. Uh, just take a minute and, and post something. And if you'd like to, I'll give an opportunity to some of you to call in. Um, uh, to be able to share something, if you'd like to share something uh, by speaking and non-typing, you have an opportunity to call in. Anthony, thank you so much uh, for being here. I'm glad that you're able to join us. All right, at the, at the end of this, I'll play for you a clip uh, from a podcast that uh, I recorded of Dave that I thought was very, very appropriate. He took every second of his life very, very seriously. And uh, there's something... Uh, that I recorded, uh, like the first episode that we ever did of 10 minutes in the field, and I know you'll be blessed uh, when you hear it. I'd like to have anyone who would like to maybe share something about Dave, one or two people, you can do that now. Thank you so much, McLean. McLean says that Dave has been supporting me financially through the Bible Institute. His encouraging words were awesome and encouraging. Thank you so much, McLean, uh, for sharing that with us. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Andra says, I met him once last year uh, during SRS, and uh, we spoke about life and ministry. We spoke with so much deep insight, and when he allowed me to talk, he looked at me directly, and I felt like he's looking inside my head. That is true. He always gives. Uh, he always gave a direct eye contact. Um, and I know I was reading on Facebook this evening. One of his daughters mentioned. He says when he's talking to you, he makes you know and feel like you are the most important person in the world. That was Dave. That was Dave. Anyone else? Please share something concerning Dave. 
in the chat group. I think this is Olive. Uh, someone mentioned Cubs who said that Dave was always encouraging with the statement, I am proud of you. That is very true. That is extremely true. He usually say, I'm proud of you. And he's always encouraging uh, with these words. With these words. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Anyone else please share something before I can ask David to share from God's word. Gibson says that's Chihuahua Nelson. He was so passionate while speaking. I cannot forget him during the SRS uh, boot camp. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nelson. Thank you so much, Nelson, for that. Anyone else would like to please share something uh, concerning Dave? And then in about one minute, I'm going to have David Chihuahua encourage us from God's word. Madame Joyce, thank you. He says I was touched. Uh, with his friendliness, he was always friendly. He was always friendly. He was always friendly and very encouraging, an encourager of men. We will miss him. We will miss him. I pray that uh, we will walk even better lives uh, than he did, picking an example uh, from him. Thank you. Edna says, "I had. I knew I had a friend in Dave. I knew there was someone praying for me always." He always looked for me on all forums, WhatsApp, even Hangouts on Gmail, <laughs> which I rarely use. I knew there was someone watching me and making sure I succeed in all that I did. I know the pain is so great. The pain is so great. Mr. David Chirava, you're welcome. Thank you, David. I'm glad that you were able to honor this call and uh, be able to share with us. I know it was short notice. I think I talked to you uh, today, and uh, but I'm glad that you're here. Thank you so much for for allowing uh, God to use you this evening as we encourage us from God's word. I'm shortly going to hand over to you, but before I do that, let's pray together uh, just before you can be able to teach uh, this evening. Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for an evening like this where we can just gather together before we go to bed uh, with heavy hearts, yes, but also with hope, knowing that your son rose again, and so shall we. We mourn with those that have hope, like those that have hope. And uh, this evening, we just remember your goodness. We remember the power that you have over death and over the grave. And uh, we pray that these things will be true to us, I mean, true of us tonight, that uh, we, will, we will not just read them, we will not just speak about them, but they will, sink, they will sink deep into our hearts uh, for us to be uh, encouraged in a way that uh, people will know that we truly have hope uh, in you. We pray that you lift up our heads and encourage us uh, this evening uh, with the hope that is in your Son, Jesus Christ. Commit David to you. We pray that as he speaks, may he speak to us from you. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. David. Amen. Uh, thank you, David. Uh, thank you for everyone that uh, has tuned in uh, to listen to this podcast. And uh, well, I wish it was better circumstances that we were meeting. And <laughs> but uh, alas, here we are, and this is what the Lord has uh, decreed and um, has thought best. I know we've all spent time praying these past few weeks and uh, pleading and crying out to God. And, uh, you know, just thinking about Dave and uh, 
I know there's lots of heavy hearts that have tuned in tonight. Um, and honestly, there's, there's no words. There's no words to express how uh, a number of us are feeling. I was reading on Facebook, someone just posted and said, you know, I am speechless. That that's, was their status. And I know a number of people are that way. Uh, part of my day has been uh, been almost numb, trying to make sense of, of what's going on. You know, one of the verses that was shared by um, one of Dave's son, as the message was sent out to a number of people, uh, was from Psalm 116, verse, 30, verse 15. And I've thought about that verse today for quite some time, and I really wrestled with it. Uh, just to read it f for us, it says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. I really wrestled with this verse. I was asking myself, you know, how can the death of such a great person, as such a great friend, be precious before God? How can we be in so much pain? How can we be in so much sadness? And yet it is a precious thing before the Lord. Is, is God out there just, you know, taking the best amongst us so that we can go through pain and, and, and sorrow and, and, and all this? And for him, he takes joy out of this and therefore saying precious is the sight. In the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. And so I took some time to study this passage. And one thing that I found was that the preciousness is not the preciousness of joy, of someone just, you know, standing to the side and, and, and celebrating and, and happy and glad that his faithful servant has passed on. And several commentaries state that the preciousness is that God does not take it lightly when his faithful servants go through the process of death. It is almost the same picture, one of the commentaries was saying, it is almost the same picture when his faithful servant, Jesus Christ, died on the cross, and suddenly the whole earth was engulfed with darkness, and the agony of his son crying out during that time, that it is such a huge, huge deal it is something that he does not take lightly. You know, it's almost like, you know, that very precious thing in your house that you don't just put in, in, in the open. You probably, if you have a safe, you lock it and, and, and you put it even in the most, you know, secure place amongst the safe. That's how the death of a faithful servant is before God. In other words, he does not just flaunt death before mankind, before his faithful servants. He thinks carefully. He plans carefully. He purposes carefully for when his faithful servants are going to be called home. And so before that happens, and I was reading, because the context of this is, is David writing uh, and, and praising God, how God had saved him through the, the jaws of death uh, from his son Absalom. And, and David you know, looking at his life, and he, he was also perplexed as to why he had not died. And, and when you read before this, you see God's hand, and he was able to see that he was spared from death because 
God does not take lightly the death of his servant, so he did everything to protect him. And if you've ever sat down with Dave, and, and I'm sure this is not the very first time that he has probably come face to face with death. But God knew his time was not yet. And therefore he was not going to take him through that process in those many other times that he probably faced. Because he still had something for him to do. And David recognized the same, that he had been spared by God so that he could be able to accomplish something. And God allowed us to have Dave. And God allowed us and spared him from before so that we all could get to meet Dave and be encouraged. You know, today I saw a picture that was posted by his daughter. I think that picture amongst all the pictures that I've seen on Facebook that is the picture that defines and describes Dave. He was seated on the table and gazing straight into the camera. And I looked at that picture and I remember the several times I saw that face. I saw that gaze as I sat across the table and receiving encouragement like most of you have posted there. As he said, I am proud of you. You know, you're doing a good thing. And most of you have probably sat down and, 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 you know, had those conversations, been encouraged, you know, spent time talking to him. Dave was one guy that I would even, you know, spend time talking to 3 a.m. Even when it was daytime in Uganda, and I know it's very late in the U.S., Dave always had time. And so God allowing him to be amongst us and sparing him through the process of death because he still had a purpose for him and protecting him. But then, as I research some more on this very same verse, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants, is that it also has an implication that when he allows death to finally come, the physical death, because we know the spiritual death, God spared Dave from it when he trusted in Jesus Christ. But when that physical death eventually comes upon the faithful servants of God, it is usually a mark that they have accomplished that which God has called them to do on this earth. And I was, as I was thinking through this and just reflecting on the life of Dave, and I've been reading so many things on Facebook uh, of the different things that he has done in the different fields. You know, it, it's not just Africa. It's not just North America. It's not just the Pacifics. It's not, it's everywhere. You know, you think about Asia and, and, and you think of the work that Dave did. And it wasn't a work of building. It wasn't a work of putting up monuments. It was a work of building a movement. The thing that I can tell and say about Dave is the work that God gave him was the work of people, building people. There's not a single person that I know that probably encountered Dave and was never built up. I was never encouraged. And now, as I was thinking about this and saying, well, now Dave has come to the end of his, his rest, and, 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 and before God, that's a precious thing. When he welcomes home his son or his daughter that has accomplished that which he had sent him to do, that makes the death of a faithful servant precious before God. 
It is not the death of a son who is going home with shame, with his head bowed down, and the father is equally disappointed. No, he says this is precious. It is celebratory. And as I was thinking through this, I was asking myself, you know, when my time comes, when your time comes, will it be a precious thing? Will it be a precious thing? And Dave asked me to share, and I was saying in my heart as I was trying to prepare, you can, you can see I'm not really fully prepared, but I'm just sharing from my heart. I was saying, you know, this, this is the kind of time I would have asked Dave to share. This is exactly the kind of situation that I would have asked Dave to share. And I asked myself, what would Dave share? What would Dave share with us? And I would like to take the next few minutes just to share what I think. The few moments that I spent with him. And I listened to Chad, his son. He had put a live a Facebook message yesterday as he was driving to the airport. And I, I, could, I could capture the same thing. Philippians chapter 4. I hear Dave telling us this. Philippians chapter 4 verse 1. And if there's any encouragement, I pray that you take encouragement and, 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 and challenge from this. This chapter we know, uh, 2 Timothy, sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 4. We know this is a chapter that uh, Paul writes at the end of his life. Death was knocking at the door of Paul's life. And in verse 15, in verse 5, he says, um, he says this, verse, uh, sorry, in verse 6, he says, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time of my departure is near. Now we know for Dave, the time of his departure was yesterday at 6 uh, U.S. time. His departure came. His father in heaven called him home. And I know he was met with those words of, Welcome home, good and faithful servant. And Paul wrote this, and I believe it's the same, same words. It's the same, same words that, you know, Dave, and I know he was a very humble man. He probably wouldn't have mentioned this. I just picture myself sitting down and telling him this and him just brushing it aside because that's how humble he was. But this describes him. He says, I have fought the good fight. Listen, I know and I saw Dave in some of the difficult moments in some of the tough moments in making decisions. And you could see him wrestle, but he knew the right thing. And I know he fought the good fight. I have finished the rest, and I have kept the faith. And listen, Dave did not only keep the faith, but he passed on the faith to so many other people. And even as we are here sad, and our heads are down, our hearts are, you know, downcast and you know, we are trying to make sense of what has just happened. I can just picture Dave saying, listen, man, I'm proud of you. You're doing a good thing. And then I can picture him saying these words from verse 1 of chapter 4. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus. Wow. Can you imagine? These words are true for Dave right now. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead. And in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. I am strongly, strongly convinced this would be Dave's words to all of us. Preach the word. 
Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Wow, what a verse. I, I can say that that verse almost describes Dave. Okay, because Dave, you know, he corrected you with grace. He, he preached the word. You know, so many times Dave would come to Uganda and you tell him, hey, Dave, are you prepared for chapel? You know, this is just a few minutes of notice and Dave would be willing to go and preach. You know, several times I would ask him, can you come and share with the staff? Can you come and share with the leadership? Hey, there's something that's going on in town. Dave was always prepared in season and out of season. Now he's finished his rest. And now he's charging us. He that is before the Father in Christ. Friends, listen to this. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. And then I want to jump to the next verse that I am sure would capture what Dave would tell us. In verse 5 he says, But you, you know, we, we might be here and, and it's okay. Let's cry. Let's, let's you know, let's, let's be sad. Let's be sorrowful. Let's, let's have all these emotions. It's okay. You know, Jesus Christ did the same when he saw his friend had passed on. And he cried. It says Jesus even didn't just cry. He wept. But even as we weep, listen to these words again. But you keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. Listen, Dave had a mission. God knew when Dave would be born. God knew where Dave would be born. God knew and had a plan for Dave's life. God prepared him for all that he did and accomplished. And I can stand on this side and say, listen, Dave, he ran a good race. He fought a good fight. And today and last night as he passed on, that was a precious thing before the Lord. Now that was Dave. And we all know Dave's heart. We all know what he poured his heart into. The ministry. The gospel. And if we really do want to honor Dave, if we truly are his friends, I pray that we as his friends take on that baton that he has left. And let's run that race as well faithfully. Let's fight that good fight like he did. And we look forward to seeing him again on the other side. Friends, let's be encouraged. You know, just listening to all the stuff and reading the stuff that is being said about Dave. It brought me to a point of asking myself, you know, what, what, what will be said about me? How many lives will be touched as a result of my ministry, as a result of my being here? And it's not a competition. It's, it's knowing what God has called you to do and doing it well and faithfully. Dave has done his. You and I still have some time. You and I are going to be spared from anything 
that is going to harm us because precious is the death of his faithful servants. But you and I, a time will come when he will say, time up. I pray yours and mine will also be as precious as Dave's departure. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Just calling you our Father is just a special relationship that we enjoy with you. The same relationship that Dave has with you. And right now, he's right up there with you. Lord, we miss him. And we hurt so much. But God, you decided it was time. But even through this, you also have decided to remind us of the duty and the responsibility we have to carry on the same baton that Dave carried faithfully in sharing the gospel across all the continents of this world. What a challenge. So Lord, comfort the family. We pray for Deb. She's still also ailing and still sick. And now with this, the emotions... I pray, oh God, that you just in a special way just overwhelm her with your comfort, with your love, with your grace. May you just surround her with that, you know, overwhelming and, you know, unsurpassed and unperformable peace at this moment. Comfort the children, the friends that he has had. May you comfort us all. Thank you for Dave and thank you for the gift that he was to all of us. You give and you take. And blessed be your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. David, over to you. Thank you so much, David, uh, for that wonderful words of encouragement. That, that, that's amazing. Thank you so much for encouraging us uh, tonight. I'm going to be playing for you um, a small audio of Dave, the first podcast that uh, we recorded on this program, 10 Minutes in the Field. And maybe you can get a glimpse of where this name came from. But Dave was very encouraging. I do remember him... Uh, actually dropping this microphone uh, for me from a friend that day. And uh, he, he, he did encourage me a lot. He said, you know, you can actually reach the world with this. And uh, since then, I've been trying to look out for opportunities to use the internet and other things on how to just be able to reach people using uh, uh, tools like this. But every idea that I ever got, I run it by day first. And his words were, you can do it. You can do this. You guys may not know, but uh, even Camp in the Cloud, I ran it by him, but I was supposed to be doing something else. And he said, Dave, you know what? Before you can do that, why don't you try it out first? And I said, well, to try it out, we'll reach youth with this whole uh, COVID thing going on. We'll try and do Camp in the Cloud. And he said, yes, I believe you can do it. And he always just encouraged you. Thank you so much, for David, for encouraging us from God's word. Indeed, uh, he's before God. David. And uh, we'll, yes. Yes, Mr. Chairman. You know, it's interesting that uh, you, he, he told you you can reach the whole world with this. And that was his heartbeat, you know, reaching the world. Mm. 
he mm. was never contented with you know with small tiny mediocre things Dave mm. always thought big he always encouraged big um and, and and for us in Uganda you know just encouraging us you know you can move out of Kampala right now mm. we are you know trying to reach the other regions and that was Dave think mm. big because you serve a big god so it's interesting you you share that Amen. Amen. Uh, it's I can still hear him talking. <laughs> I'm serious. I still I still hear his advice. Uh but let me play for you this and then you guys uh, who joined us later on um I'm encouraging people to post what they think about Dave uh, Nightingale in the chat group and then I'll be able to read those out but just express your thoughts and then um if you'd like to call in and say something there's a function on your phone where you can be able to call in. It's not using your airtime. It's actually still using your data. You can call in, and then I'll be able to pick up and allow you to say something uh, before the others. If you have anything you'd like to say, please, you can be able to call in. But let me play for you this track, uh, an old a podcast that I recorded of Dave, I think one year and a half uh, ago. Glad you could join us this morning on 10 Minutes in the Field. My name is David. Each one of us has been called to a field, whether it be a teenager, a father, a mother, a youth leader, or if you simply consider yourself a regular Christian guy. Our field is the world we live in. For each one's field, the challenges are different, but the expectations are the same, to bring glory to God. This morning, I pray that you'll be encouraged as we look at the scriptures together. Right. Good morning, friends. Um, this morning with us is Mr. Dave Nightingale. Dave Nightingale is many things to, to many of us, but one of the things I know is he's a great encourager of men. And uh, Dave, you're welcome. It's great to be here. Really excited for the opportunity. Well, this morning your question is going to be very simple. How important can 10 minutes be in someone's life? You know, that's one of the advantages of uh, having lived several decades and that you've been able to see, I've been able to see personally, the difference that a few minutes can make, uh, both in a very positive context and also uh, decisions that can leave an individual ruined for the rest of their life. I think about a dentist in Michigan, where I come from in the United States, and his life was on the surface, very successful, had everything that you would ever imagine someone would want. He was a tremendous athlete before he was actually a dentist, but his life was really a mess. He was losing his family, his marriage was about over, and uh, he just happened into a church and listened to a very simple gospel message given to children. And uh, Dr. Wood was his name, uh, accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as a savior at that children's meeting and his life was changed dramatically. A couple of years later, he was in a tragic car accident and the Lord took him home. If he had not entered that meeting, listened carefully, made a, a significant decision in his life, then the car accident truly would have been tragic because not only would it have been a loss of his physical life, but it would have been a loss of of his eternity as well. So it's very important. Um, I can think of the other side of that coin. Personally, I remember 
uh, going to an evangelistic meeting, and I was just a, a young man, maybe seven or eight years old. And the young man sitting next to me, a friend of mine who I actually had taken, um, was listening to a message, and the message was very clear about his need to trust Jesus Christ as his Savior. And Danny looked at me and he said, I'm going to go forward. Would you come with me? And I can remember very clearly as if it was today saying, Danny, I already went forward. You can go by yourself. And he didn't go. And I know that when Danny passed away, he did not know the Lord Jesus. It was a tragic mistake. And a few minutes uh, can change everything. So the consequences in multiple directions are very important. Uh, certainly when we think of a seven minutes in the context of eternity, it's uh, very difficult to try to measure the value until maybe one day when we are in the presence of the Lord and we look back and we say, oh, thank you for those seven minutes. Or possibly on the other end of the spectrum, if someone has not uh, responded to the things of God in a way that would bring salvation, that there will become that time in which that individual will stand in front of a, a holy God and will remember that seven-minute period when, indeed, he or she decided, this isn't for me, and the consequences are eternal as well. Mm. Dave, I understand you're a very busy man. You can be in uh, four different countries in a span of one week. How are you able, with that busy schedule, to find time, to spend time with God in His Word and in prayer, despite the busy schedule that you have? You know, it's, a, it's an amazing thing in the world we live in, uh, whether you reside in the United States or on the continent of Africa. Uh, it is true that we ultimately do the things we really want to do. And uh, yes, part of my uh, life's assignment at this stage of my life is to do some traveling. And we do quite a bit of it. It's a privilege to do that, to spend time with God's people serving in many parts of the world, just faithfully serving and uh, sharing the gospel. But the most important thing in life is our relationship with the God that we serve. And so if indeed that is the most important thing, if that really is more important than the next flight or the next meeting um, or the next uh, set of environments that we will find ourselves in, then we will find time. And I have to, I have to remind myself personally, not with pressure, but within the setting of a loving God who loves me and a God who I love. And he's asking the question, Dave, do you have time for me today? And I want to spend time with him. And so other things might get cut a little short, uh, but the time with the Lord needs to be consistent and it makes the rest of the day go much better. That's in fact very true. If it's important to you, then you find time for it.
that was Dave one year and a half ago. And I think those words still ring true uh, to my ears. I just kept listening to them over and over uh, today and most of last week. And uh, you could see David's heartbeat uh, literally summarized in uh, less than 10 minutes. I want to ask that uh, if you'd like to be a part of the uh, the cabin devotions uh, that will be happening every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, go ahead and tap that button on the screen called follow. Just tap it to follow, and then uh, you'll be notified each time uh, we are live with devotions in the evening just before we go to bed. As we close, I'm going to ask that uh, Anthony Ross uh, closes for us in prayer. Anthony is uh, a friend of mine who I met again through Dave on that first trip uh, that was made uh, uh, to Rwanda. There was Anthony Ross, there was uh, famous Andy Brown, there was Joe Racy, there was Graham, Brian, uh, my best friend. Uh, there was someone, uh, Eric, Eric Norrie. I think I'm forgetting someone else. Anthony, who am I forgetting that's supposed to be on that particular trip? Um, it was me and Chad that came, that, that other group came. Yes, you. Yes. Oh, you came with Chad. Eh? Oh, the other first group came with, uh, with, uh, with, with Dave. But Anthony, would you like to say something just before uh, you can pray? Anything you'd like to share with us before you can pray? I'm not sure. Um, you know, when, um, when I saw Chad's message this morning, it, it hit me, you know, kind of like the way it hit you guys of, um, you know, just, just Dave's life. Um, you know, just the, well, I probably spent about a week and a half with him and, you know, typical Dave trip. It always amazed me the energy, um, that he had, you know, he's a big fella and he, um, you know, he, he would, he would run you ragged. And, uh, we went to, uh, three or four different word of life sites, um, across Kenya and Uganda and Rwanda. And it was, it was, um, touching to me to see how Dave, Every person that he met, it didn't matter whether it was security guard or the cook or the missionary or the person that was in charge, he gave them all the same attention and the love. And, and you know, like many of the comments that were said earlier, you know, he, he would. He'd look you in the eye and say, you know, you're, you're important and, and God loves you and I love you and, and I'm proud of you for what you're doing. And he was an encourager. And you know, my, my, my thoughts this morning is, yes, it's a, it's a loss for us. Um, and yeah, you know, the angels are singing now. Um, but what, a, what an example for us to follow. And, you know, so it just, um, just feel blessed that, you know, I was, I was able to spend the time with him and, and actually get to know him. And, you know, even, you know, I was just a, a friend that joined him on a, a mission trip with a few others, you know, like the comments that were said earlier, you know, if, if I ever needed anything or had a question about word of life or a question about this or that, Dave's always there. He would always reach out and he'd respond immediately. And I was just thinking of the amount of travel that he's done. He literally had contacts with thousands and thousands of people. And yet he gave that individual attention. So, you know, what, what a, uh, what a great example. So, um, David, thanks for pulling this together and for sharing this. And, and I do agree that that 10 minute summary, you know, his message was so simple, you know, that, that we're here to love God and, and share the love of Jesus with others. And, you know, you can do it in 10 minutes. You can do it in five minutes. Um, but God calls us to do it. And that was Dave's message.
and his and his idea of thinking big and you know there's more that we can do you know what an encouraging message so thanks for that man anthony before you before you pray let me just allow uh pastor wellington to say something pastor Willie, can you hear me yes i can hear you can you hear me yes please say something very quick and then i'll have anthony uh, share with us well um I'm in, right, I'm in toronto right now we are just about to in a few hours we'll be taking our flight to vancouver and uh when i heard about dave's death i was devastated i mean you can ask dolly and even these kids here we, we've just been thinking about what he did i first met dave in 2012 when we we were coming in as missionaries to Uganda. And I still remember Dave encouraging us. I mean, there are certain things that he told us about ministry that will always live in memory. The reason why we're in Uganda doing what we're doing is because of Dave Nightingale. He put his arms around me and said, you will do well in Uganda. He put around his hands around me and said, you will do it. And, and by the way, within six months of coming into this um, training, we were fully funded and ready. And even then, Dave still came again and said, now go serve. And he knew I was coming in as a pastor. So we really had a lot of talk on what it means and what it looks like to be a pastor in a local church, like the one that we've been involved in for the last five years. And, and so I am indebted. And so I'm so devastated right now, but I am glad that he's in a better place. I think Dave is looking down into our lives and he's just smiling because of what he has done, especially for Dolly and I, and, and especially in the last two years. Um, he never gave up on me. And uh, he, he came and put his hands around me and told me just how much he loves me. And the reason why I'm excited about ministry is because of what Dave has done. He had time for everyone. From that person who works at the gate, from the kitchen staff, to everyone, to me, you know, and, and we will miss him. I will miss Dave. And so I'm so glad that um, I was able to meet him, and I know I'll see him again. We will see him again. It'll be a wonderful reunion. Thanks for allowing me to share this. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, Pastor Wellington, uh, for sharing that with us. Anthony, kindly close for us in prayer, will you? Certainly. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the blessing you've given each of us. And I, I do thank you for the life and for the example of Dave Nightingale and for the way he touched each of us and the way that he loves you. Father, I just pray that we would be encouraged by that. We'd be encouraged that he's right in heaven right now celebrating with you. Father, we lift up Deb, we lift up Chip, we lift up their entire family, and I, I pray for just peace and compassion and, um, and comfort for them now. Um, just be with them. Um, thank you again for the, the ministry that he had and for all the lives that he's touched. And uh, again, I pray that we would strive to, uh, to follow that example and, um, and just reach out for others for Christ. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Anthony. Thank you guys for, for being here. Um, but thank you so much for being with us. And uh, it was awesome uh, to see all of you turn up uh, to just have a beautiful memory of Dave. Keep serving. Keep serving. 
And uh, like Dave would say, he's really proud of the work uh, that each one of us are doing in our small little ministries. Uh, please remember that he always had a very, very, I call it the world vision. It wasn't just a local vision, but he had a world vision of reaching the rest of the world. Be blessed, and I pray that uh, you continually be encouraged.